Hello! Before we get into this special bonus episode, I want to tell you about my brand new live training, how to create a content marketing strategy and calendar for your nonprofit. In this one hour deep dive, I'm going to show you how to create and execute an effective content marketing strategy for your nonprofit, complete with marketing calendar. So to join me, go to nonprofitcontentcalendar.com and sign up. All registrants will get the recording, slides, and bonus materials. That's nonprofitcontentcalendar.com. Now, on to today's episode. This is Much Ado About Threads, Part 1. What the heck is threads? The internet is buzzing, to say the least, about Meta's newest platform, Threads by Instagram. If you've never heard of this new app, or if you're simply wondering what's the point, then you're in the right place. In part one of my new three-part series, all about the newest social network threads, I'll be giving a brief explanation of the emergence of the new social media platform, an overview of its key features and functionality, and some of the benefits and drawbacks for nonprofits and for individuals alike. So let's get started. First question. What's all the fuss about? Well, Threads, an Instagram app launched on the App Store and Google Play Store just a few days ago and already boasts over 100 million users. Wow. What we know about the Threads app? Well, it's insanely easy to register and get set up in minutes. Just go to the App Store or Play Store and download it for free. You do need an Instagram account to sign up and your Threads username will be the same as the one that you use for Instagram. You can also import your bio from Instagram or write a new one. Like Instagram, accounts can be public or private. There are buttons to like, repost, reply to, or quote a thread. The number of likes and replies on each post is displayed below its content. You can post a thread that is 500 characters long, including images and videos. The app also allows users to share up to 10 photos in a single post, the same limit that exists on Instagram, as opposed to Twitter's limit of four images. Um, And videos on the Threads app can be up to five minutes long. Now the interface is shockingly similar to Twitter, and I got very nostalgic by the look and the feel of the feed. But right now, um, also what's great, there are no ads, but there are no hashtags, but this makes it not seem spammy. It feels friendly and accessible, and it has a really good positive vibe right now. It's only a few days old. However, unlike Twitter, what I'm missing is that Threads does not seem to use hashtags does not, and does not have a feature that allows users to search for specific text or phrases. And that's why I really used to like Twitter, because I could follow specific conversations around topics or around conferences or events. But I'm willing to bet that Meta will announce a new feature like this um, in the future based on user demand. So how is it different from Mastodon, Hive Social, uh, Blue Sky, or any of the other networks that were all set to replace Twitter? And what are some of the benefits of threads specifically? And how's it different from Twitter? Well, Elon Musk's tweet when threads launched says it all. He tweeted, 
and I quote, it is infinitely preferable to be attacked by strangers on Twitter than indulge in the false happiness of hide the pain Instagram, unquote. Oh, Elon. Personally for me, Threads has the advantage of ease of use. I couldn't figure out Mastodon. I just could not figure it out. And getting on Blue Sky was like getting to a school dance with no one there and then frantically calling my friends to come. From a community building perspective, what I think is going to make Threads really powerful is the scale. It's really about the scale and the audience that it already has baked in. When I signed up for Threads and connected my Instagram account, I had 500 followers in three minutes. So it's not like other social networks where you have to start from zero and build a following from scratch, which is very time consuming and difficult. I do like how you can quickly share posts from threads to your Instagram story or feed to get even more exposure and visibility. And at least here, you have a little bit of a leg up, which is encouraging, you know, and makes you want to participate more. You're not shouting into the void. And when I say scale, we have to be honest uh, about the reach that Meta has. Um, more than 3 billion users use Meta's stable of apps, um, including Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, and now Threads. So what are some of the drawbacks? Well, the features are limited right now. Um, as I said, no hashtags and search is very restricted. But even more concerning is some of the things that I've been reading about the Threads app collecting data. Apparently the app collects a range of user data across 25 different categories. And data privacy watchdogs have raised a number of concerns about the new app as the tech giant seeks to pull even more users into its universe. Um, Threads is able to collect a wide range of personal information, including health, financial, contacts, browsing and search history, location data, purchases, and something called, quote, sensitive info, according to its data privacy disclosure on the Google Play Store. Now, the app is not available in the EU because Meta is grappling with this data sharing, all the intricacies around data sharing between the two applications, which is prompting the delay in making threads available in the European Union. And that's according to a report from Bloomberg. But perhaps most important for nonprofits um, and for those of us longing for the olden days of Twitter, is that the creators of threads have said publicly that politics, hard news, and controversial topics are pretty much not welcome on the app. So Adam Mosseri, the head of Instagram, um, and coincidentally the man who ran Facebook's newsfeed in 2016, posted on threads that, quote, the goal isn't to replace Twitter. The goal is to create a public square for communities on Instagram that never really embrace Twitter and for communities on Twitter and other platforms that are interested in a less angry place for conversations, but not all of Twitter. Politics and hard news are inevitably going to show up on threads. They have on Instagram as well to some extent, but we're not going to do anything to encourage those verticals, unquote. Um, this is nothing new. And it shouldn't come as a surprise because Meta has distanced itself from news and politics. 
um, including reducing the amount of political content that users see on Facebook. That's according to a blog that they posted on the Meta News blog in April 2023. So it seems, and this has been happening for a while now, that Meta is more concerned with reaching influencers and creators than they are discussing hard news or promoting social causes. You know, maybe for good financial reason, um, Goldman Sachs just released a recent report that said the creator economy could approach half a trillion dollars by 2027. In an interview with The Verge, Mosseri said, quote, there are more than enough amazing communities, sports, music, fashion, beauty, entertainment, etc., to make a vibrant platform without needing to get into politics or hard news, unquote. I don't know what that means for nonprofits, but certainly it's not looking good. So brass tax, should we use it? It completely depends. If your nonprofit has a vibrant Instagram presence and an audience there, you should definitely consider joining it, joining threads, experimenting with the platform. If you do not have Instagram and you've no interest in joining that platform, then threads is definitely not the place for you, at least not right now. Bigger picture questions include, should we be worried about Meta's growing power? Do we really want to share more of our personal data with one of the largest tech companies in the world? And is this Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk cage match really happening? If so, please count me out of all social media for the foreseeable future. Should you leave Twitter? I'm not sure of that either. You know, if you have the capacity and bandwidth to effectively manage more than one or several social media platforms, then go for it. But if you're a smaller organization with fewer staff and resources, don't worry about joining the latest trend. Just learn about it. And if it's not for you right now, that doesn't mean it's not for you forever. So part two of the special series is going to focus really on the nuts and bolts of joining threads, getting started, setting up your nonprofit's account, and building your community there if you are interested. So stay tuned for that. And I really hope you can join me um, for my new live training, how to create a content marketing strategy and calendar for your nonprofit, nonprofit content calendar. Dot com. That's where you can register and get all the details. Until next time, keep changing the world, you nonprofit unicorn.